You're listening to Crime Watchers. Crime Watchers is an unauthorized, uncensored recap podcast for the biggest television show of the 2000s, a.k.a. Crime Stoppers Miami. Uh, it's actually called that. It's called a.k.a. Crime Stoppers Miami. That's the official name of the show. We usually shorten it to Crime Stoppers Miami, which is what it colloquially became known as. And I'm the guy among guys and gals who created it. My name, Kent Montagna. My game, creating and starring and directing and producing in Crime Stoppers Miami. My partner, That's Piper me, Beckett. I'm Piper Beckett. And I'm the one who thought we should call this AKA Crime Stoppers Miami because I wanted it to appear at the top of if there was ever an alphabetical list of all the shows on TV, I wanted ours to appear near the top. And we, so, boy, did we get screwed on that because the network opposite us put up um, AAA dog fuckers <laughs> as a show opposite <laughs> ours. And then one of the other networks put up uh, Acme Gangbang. And so on the same <laughs> night as our show, we got um, cuckolded twice over uh, on the... Which is Kent's favorite thing to be anyway, so... And tell us about crime, Piper. Does it stop itself? Absolutely not. And neither does it watch itself. That's neither where or we nor. come in. Neither or nor. nor. Neither nor e- either or or. And that's where we come in. And can you have a nor without a neither? Uh... Uh, I I assume one could if they wanted to. Neither wind nor so that phrase is out. Neither wind nope. nor sleet. Neither nor sleet hook nor, st- nor crook. Nope, we've already got a neither. They're all starting with neither. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And but one could have a nor'easter. But is uh-huh. there such a thing as a neither wester? And <laughs> it's as Trinity in the Matrix says, it's the question that drives us. Uh, and for me, the question that drives me is when you see that title, a.k.a. Crime Stoppers Miami, it's the question that drives you. What is it known as first? It's also known as Crime Stoppers Miami. What is it known as first? And that was the topic of conversation often at the water coolers when oh. this show was on. Yes, yes. People would drink a lot of water talking about this because they never got to an answer. And then they'd had to go to the bathroom really bad all throughout the workday. You used to see people gathering around the water cooler and discussing their favorite television programs. And now you don't see that so much because people all carry their own little water bottles around. And that starts in childhood. You see these kids, they've got their little... Nalgene bottles or their little... I never um, drank water growing up. I'll tell you that much. You didn't need to. You're naturally beautiful. That's right. And for our listeners out there, you can take a look at uh, socials and we'll go ahead and put up a um, screen cap picture of Piper from right before I told her that and right afterwards. And you can see the transformation. Um, It's stunning. You won't believe, you won't believe what Ripley's believe it or not. They're going to put it in the Ripley's believe it or not. You won't believe what this washed up actress looks like (laughs) after her former co-star 
tells her she was once naturally beautiful. (laughs) And spoiler alert, she actually looks worse in the second picture because she's remembering the past. And when you get to be Piper's in my age, time is is your greatest enemy. Yeah, my biggest foe. There's time, there's death, Mm, and there's the, the IRS. Exactly. Yeah. The damn IRS. Then that sounds, doesn't that sound like a title for a musical piper? The damn IRS? I was going to say time, death, and the damned IRS. Oh, yeah. That would be something. You think just the damned IRS is better? I think either. Or. Either or. Kill Our Darlings is what we ought to do. And that's a title for a musical as well. Kill Your Darlings. Sure. But what was the title of the episode we're recapping today, Kent? The Smiliest Place in Florida. And I'll tell you what, when I saw, when I opened my TV guide that I kept from November 2003, and I opened it up and I saw that when I opened the um, crusted together pages, and I saw that this was the episode we were going to be recapping this week. The The thing it really made me think of was that I am in the saddest place in Toronto. Yeah. Right now. And you, those are so crusted together. You kind of had to use like a pocket knife to sort of chip away. At yeah. The crust to get between the pages. Yeah. I pulled out my trusty leather girl and I. <laughs> what? <laughs> I got what? a truck. I got, here, I'll show it to you. Here it is. See, it's a little hot pink metal um, tool. Oh, I see why they call it that. Yep, my trusty leather girl. And it's got on it a, let's see here. What do we got here? It's got a- Nail scissors? Nail scissors. It's got a eyebrow threader. Yeah. It's got a- um, (laughs) It's got a- (laughs) A little lasso, like for a, a, a bug. Like you could lasso a bug with that. Lasso for a bug, and it's got a um. What do you call this? It's a like a rat, like a rabbit. It's got a rabbit on it with a, you know, oh, it's yeah. like the, the the thing, you know, the little yeah. all vibrating thing on there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the rabbit thing. That's way too small for me. I need a, a way bigger one. Yeah. <laughs> I use use it on my pee hole. <laughs> That's really good stuff. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, last week on Crime Stoppers Miami, Piper's character Abby, we um, she had she got put through the ringer. Yeah, absolutely. she had a really rough go of it, and that's putting it lightly. She got. Tied up to the doomsday tower clock. By the giggler, the, no less. By the giggler. Uh, fan favorite. Uh, a, a Piper, or I guess an Abby and Cal, not so favorite. The opposite. Neither favorite nor friend. And what are you talking about? <laughs> we don't like him. The fans Who? love the giggler. The giggler. But, no. Yeah. Abby and Cal don't like the giggle. No, but the question I think, and the question it is what drives us, I would say that do they not be a favorite of him or do they need him? Well, I think we come to find that in 
some of the further along seasons of the show. Because we had so many episodes where they had an opportunity to kill the giggler and they did. And then he comes back to and life. That, yeah. And which leads to a lot of questions and some of them right. will answer on this very podcast. But yeah. And you know, last week, Abby really went through it. Cal sort of went through it too. We found out he can't swim so good. Uh, but Abby needed some R and R. So yeah, I mean, you know, she needed to. She's basically dealing right now with what we would eventually come to know as like PTSD. You know, yeah. I mean, we made this show. It was the two thousands. It wasn't really something people had much awareness of at the time. I mean, I think. You could even argue mostly it was all being self self um, medicated. People were on so many quaaludes, so mm-hmm. much coke, mm-hmm. um, and smack and weed during the two thousands. That like, you that's know, most of all, really. Yeah, and freakonomically, you start to see about ten years later something like, oh, there's people actually have this thing, and it's called post-traumatic stress disorder and it happens to anybody yeah pretty much yeah it happens to everybody kind of like one bad meeting with your client gives you ptsd and you get to talk you get to say that to everybody afterwards oh i have ptsd from that elevator meeting or the elevator ride or that bad frappuccino from starbucks right yeah oh the time i had to call for a delivery pizza instead of using my app that gives you know, me PTSD. Like, people are always getting that stuff, you know, like you'll be in the elevator or whatever, you got your headphones in, you know, and someone's uh-huh. like, um, excuse me, you know, and then you don't hear them. They say, excuse me, and take the headphones out. Oh, sorry, I was uh, dissociating. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. I like to is, call that more going into a fugue state because I think that sounds yeah. more fun and at, kind of more classical and beautiful. Yeah, looking at the yogurts or whatever in the... Uh, yeah. Oh, oh I was, I'm just looking at them really fugue, hard. Fugue state, looking at the yogurts in the grocery store earlier. Yeah. You know, because of my trauma. Yeah. Uh, and then I had an intrusive thought that I should buy, buy a some pack yogurt. of cookies or some yogurts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was looking at the yogurts. The and intrusive thoughts, Juan, I'm eating a yogurt. <laughs> and that Abby, happens to me most days. Exactly. And um, I have other intrusive thoughts too. And what is the opposite of an intrusion? Uh, welcoming. Yep. And Abby was welcomed with open arms into the smiliest place in Florida. Doogie which is World. Doogie World. We Abby, love Doogie World. Abby drives up the central coast of Florida to uh, Orlando, Orlando, as she Orlando. likes to call it. Orlando. She says, yeah. Orlando, here I come. Girlies, um, I need a Orlando weekend. Exactly. Uh Scorlando. And yeah. she um Yeah, so she drives up the coast in her Miata. Um <laughs> really nice Mazda Miata. And she's we didn't see any of that. That's all backstory. We see her um at the park. Yeah, we open on her at the park at Doogie World, and then we get a flashback to showing her 
going there because yeah, she's but saying it's not to, even a flashback it's more just she like goes, who am I? how did i get here and we animated it in like a thought bubble above my head yeah, and sort she's of played a just, scene of me driving up the central coast of florida in my uh, bright yellow miata right she's dissociating in line for a doogie dog so you got all the sit and spins and stuff going the rides going on around her and the roller coasters and everything and she's waiting for her doogie dog, tapping her feet. And, and mm, tapping mm, her watch kind of too. Tapping her feet and her watch at the same time. Keep Kind of in it, time with each other. Yeah. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. And like she goes, "How? Do, who am I? How did I get here? We get the <laughs> thought bottle that shows her. <laughs> boom she gets snapped out of it guy in front of her somebody pops the bottle is getting tased um there's this uh he's this sort of like pecker looking guy with nerdy glasses what's a pecker looking guy he looks like a i mean you can picture you tell me well you saw the show we're recapping the same as me so yeah. you tell me. I just wouldn't me, describe that guy as a pecker. You tell me what he looks like, and then I'll tell you that's what a pecker-looking guy is. Well, then we don't need to go through this, I suppose. Well, we could because we're the whole point of this <laughs> is we're recapping it for our listeners. Okay, so some of them looked, are some of them can't see. Okay, we so have he, listeners who cannot see because they have a prescription to always be in the dark. Because they're too sensitive for this world and too beautiful. <laughs> and so for them, I'll tell you, the man, yeah, he was wearing nerdy glasses and he had okay. a side part in his hair, but he Pecker was alert. really, Pecker really, alert. really jacked. He was super jacked. What are you talking about? <laughs> honestly, when he got, when he got um, tased for the first few seconds, he was like, I don't even feel anything. But then he That's because started- he's wearing a big muscle suit. He's wearing a big muscle suit to fool his family into thinking he's not a pecker. So you saw him out of the muscle suit. You remember when we made this episode, the guy that we got to play this guy, which was, um, it was, which was, um, it was, uh, it was, uh, Christian Bale. Literally could name any guy. <laughs> no, I couldn't name but any you guy. Named this guy. Telling the truth. Yes, that's right. And I'm not lying. It was Christian Bale prepping for his machinist, uh, his role in the yeah, machinist. Yeah, so he was very thin. Really skinny. And, Gaunt. But he was very embarrassed about it. So he put on a muscle suit. Put on a muscle suit. And it was just the Batman suit. Because what's his <laughs> name? Um, the other guy who got really skinny. Oh, could be any Michael of them. Fassbender. Oh, sure. For uh, Hunger. Because uh-huh. we tried to, because he was doing hunger when we made that, or he had oh, made hunger yeah. before, but he was still scanning from it. Oh, right, right, right. Yep. When we made this and we tried to get him. Um, yeah. But he could. But Christian Bale uh, did great. Couldn't do it. Yeah. He's afraid of um, Canada. And we film in Toronto. Of course. So this guy's getting tased and he's saying, gah, 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 I'm getting tased. And he's saying, I'm sorry, I thought I had the money, but I don't. I don't. I don't know where my money went. While he's getting tased, he's saying that. And they kind of, they haul him away from his wife and children who are And who and what was he talking, what was he saying he had the money for? 
uh, he was trying to buy his family's doogie meal. Yeah. And he said, I must have, somebody must have swiped my wallet. Yeah. They're like, it's these guys in, um, these doogie world, uh, security guards in little paper hats. Yeah. And bright yellow, um, uniforms. Yeah. Yeah, jumpers, jumper uniforms. It's sort of, we were kind of riffing on the, you know, the kind of way that the good burger guys look? Yeah. We wanted That's kind the, of how the security guys here look. Yeah, we wanted the security force for Doogie World to look like... 1950s soda jerk kind of... Yeah. Um, that was a good choice. So they, haul, so they haul this guy off, you know? They're like, you're going to be... Uh, Working in the kitchens for a couple days to pay off this debt. Right. They put him in um, shackles, pretty much. Yeah. And drag him through the... Town Square. Town Square. Through the Doogie... Yeah. Doogie... Through Doogieville Doogie Square. Downtown. Downtown Doogie. Downtown Doogieville Square. <laughs> is where they drag <laughs> every night at Doogie World. And this was... We, we did a lot of work on That's where backs. they drag all the people who can't pay for anything. Yeah, we did a lot of work on backstory in the writer's room for this one, you know, sort of world building, you know, because yeah. the network. Lots of world building. We kept handing the network our scripts and they kept saying, we'd like to see a little bit more world building for this, yeah. um, for Doogie World. You know, we were, we were like, so we said, we're doing you want one a world? episode we'll there. We'll give you a world. We'll take you out of Miami and into Doogie World. Yep. That has world in the name. I hope that's enough for you. Yep. So they, they said, sure. They had this whole thing, you know, um, and where they parade the kind of um, ruffians and instig- the delinquents. Yes, instigators and um, jackabouts through the downtown, through the Doogie, uh, through the Doogieville, through the downtown, downtown Doogieville, Doogieville Square. Town Square. Yeah, yeah. Um, every night. And shoot fire, and everybody they hand. If you're at Doogie World, they give you fire. You get fireworks. They give you fireworks on the way in, Roman candles and stuff. And you and you uh-huh. get to shoot the Roman candles at the people that they're hauling through the square. Yeah, it's awesome. So that's kind of the cold open, <laughs> and commercial Abby- break. Yeah, yep. And then we come back to the show and Abby has not forgotten about this family and this incident and the dragging through the downtown Doogieville town square. She, though, wants to have a good time. Like we mentioned up top, she came to Orlando to have a little bit of fun. She wants to ride the ride. She wants to ride some mascots. She wants to get some autographs from the Mm -hmm. mascots. She wants to get crossfaded and crunked. And mm-hmm. she wants to dance a little bit yep. with somebody as well. So she's sort of putting this in the back of her mind. She doesn't want to see all the people who can't pay for their meals. She wants to just enjoy her time at Doogie World, which I think is fair, right? She deserves to. She just was tied up to a clock tower. Yeah, I think it's um, I think it's totally fair and... You know, I was a little worried when I was watching this and making it about whether, you know, oh, is Abby going to be able to kind of put this atrocity that she just witnessed out of her mind? Well, we open on her firing her Roman candles off and cackling 
at the various ruffians and delinquents that are being hauled through the town square and kind of like screaming, you know, like, um, take that bitch. That'll teach you, um, how to like you antisocial thug bitches. And You're lucky then, I'm not on duty. Right. I would shove have my, your ass in handcuffs and right. I would shove my gun into your butt. Exactly. Um, that kind of stuff. Pop, pop, pop. Pop, pop. And then pretty much we cut from her doing that to just pounding Jaeger shots <laughs> at uh, the club. Yeah. Well, Shh. before that, we she walks around <laughs> <Yeah>. the park. <laughs> and, it's, and it's interesting because I had said. <laughs> kind of important happened. Well, it's interesting because I had said that we cut to. I see what you're saying. Why you said it before that. I said we cut to her pounding Jaeger shots at the club. And what I meant by cut was we cut across <laughs> the park in a panning fashion through another scene. And so, sort of the scene that's happening, what you're talking about is that Abby meets one of the characters. So in the Doogie world, there you know, obviously are tons of characters that everybody knows and loves. And one of the big ones is Gruncho. And she sees Gruncho out and about with his little top hat and cane and you know furs. And she says, oh, yeah. Gruncho, you're my favorite guy. I got to get a picture with you. And she goes up. There's all this whole line of people like, lady, there's a lady, there's a line. Excuse me. We're all made. And she shows her gun and she says, I'm a cop. Yeah. Miami detective agency. Back off. And everybody's like, all right, all right. So she goes up and she says, Groncho, you're my favorite. Can you, can I get a selfie? And they do a selfie together and she starts hitting on him hard. She's like, Groncho, I, you actually were my sexual awakening and I dream about you and I think about you all the time and I hope that's not crazy and he goes no 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 people tell me that all the time and she was like okay damn that's kind of crazy like are you doing something later tonight like could I could you keep wearing that costume and meet up with me at the club mm-hmm. in um, downtown Doogie World Town Square and he grabs her ass and she's like whoa what are you doing <laughs> and he's like you dropped this it's your police badge and yeah, I'll see you tonight. I'll see you later. So, all in all, a very sexy scene. It was very, um, <laughs> it was, you know, and say more about that because we we wanted, that was what we wanted was, you know, that the network had asked us to kind of sex the show up a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were like, what's the point of Abby always having crotchless uniform and that kind of stuff if she's not going to, you know, be a little bit more <laughs> sexy Yeah, about I remember it. we got a note from one of the guys, He, one of the, the big um, kahunas. Pre- presidents, yeah. And he was like... Sure. I called them kahunas. They loved it. And he was like, um, you we want to see that booty clap. Yeah, you yeah. know, and we tried. We didn't. That was not a phrase that was a common thing at the time, you know. So we, I remember yeah. you and I, we were discussing like, what is that? What does that mean? 
Right. You know, we did. And we um, did a lot of experimenting to figure it out. A lot of different variations on what it, what he meant by like he wanted to see the booty clap. Right. You know? Right. So we figured it out and we did it here. And that's perfect because like you mentioned, we cut to the club. She's pounding, her pounding, booty, pounding. Booty clapping, right? She's pounding yeah. Jaegers. They're <laughs> and splashing. Making it, and then making that ass clap. Right. They're splashing all over her face because if you think about it and if you saw this episode, then she got her did. booty up in the air. How do you drink a Jaeger <laughs> while your booty's Easy. up in the air? Easy. Easy. No Easy problem. for you, maybe. Yeah. Not so much for Abby. I don't know if I could do that anymore. And but you I didn't really hard. And you didn't do it successfully in the show either. In no. The show either you. <laughs> They were splashing. I learned how to do it after the show because I was yeah. so embarrassed. Splashing all over you. That's the funny thing. A lot of people didn't realize. They thought it was so funny in the show that you had the Jaeger spilling basically all over <laughs> all your over floor me. and everything. And um, and we did use my floor for this scene. The club was actually shot in my... Your apartment. Trailer. Yeah, my apartment. In the Drake Tower. Yep. Um, and uh, we actually had Piper... Um, Piper, we everyone lived in trailers for when we were making Crime Stoppers Miami. Uh-huh. We lived in trailers in um, Toronto, in the Toronto trailer park. park. Yeah, but Ab, but uh, Piper insisted that her trailer get moved up to the Drake into Tower. Into the Drake Tower. Into yeah. the Drake Tower. Um, yeah, so that's where I lived. I my so it was technically my trailer, but it was also. <clears throat> It was also just placed in an apartment in the Drake Tower, which I also had access to. So a room, kind of had- a room with a view. That was yeah. actually the name of Piper's uh, unauthorized autobiography that she wrote about the whole experience. Yeah, my unauthorized autobiography. Yeah. So I'm because you cl- wrote it mostly in a fugue state, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm just mostly in a fugue state. I'm always looking at yogurts. So. <clears throat> I'm in the club, making that ass clap, drinking that Jaeger, and I, you know, Abby notices, damn, there's a girl over there wearing tons of Doogie World merch, and that stuff is not cheap. Like, a t-shirt runs like 75 bucks, and this is in the early 2000s. Yeah, that was like, that was like 80 bucks back then. Yeah, yeah. So she's wearing a big like triple XL Doogie World shirt over some yep. Doogie bar- bike shorts. She's got big tall Doogie World socks on and big uh, like Gruncho style uh, yeah. cleats. Yeah. And then she's got the big uh, Gruncho the big furs. Yeah, Gruncho furs. She's wearing, hat. yeah, pretty much like the freaking the fox furs and the Minks. A- alligator suede. Um, yeah. The alligator suede uh, earrings, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. Um, it all looked really good. Everything like that, you know? And she's wearing a big freaking doogie, um, doogie medallion. Yeah. Around her neck. So, you know. Solid gold. Abby has, you know, we talked about this. Abby's been trying to put all these sort of instances of people not being able to pay for things or feeling like they've been robbed. She's been putting these behind her and she's been kind of putting them out of her mind. But when she sees this woman, she's kind of like, damn, she, that woman has so much money. She's ordering mad bottle service. Yeah, just crazy bottle service. Dom Perignon. Mm-hmm. Great goose. 
pretty much and yeah kind of anything else you can imagine pretty much she's drinking dom parnion and gray goose mixers <laughs> cocktail like mo- yeah, just a cocktail. mocktails or whatever <laughs> like, yeah a mocktail of vodka and champagne she's um <laughs> she's she's and just like slow like, abv <laughs> straight you know like she's getting the um the the servers you know who are dressed exactly with the security guards they're coming up and they give her a Dom Perignon bottle and a Grey Goose bottle and she makes the server drink half the Grey Goose bottle uh-huh. in like one go and then she pours the whole Dom, she makes them pour the whole Dom Perignon bottle into the Grey Goose bottle yeah. to mix the vodka and the champagne and so and these servers are dropping like flies so she's sitting in this booth, you know, because every one of them is pretty much alcohol poisoned at this point. <laughs> like and they're just piling up you know yeah um it's kind of interesting to see and kind of sad to see i guess for some people but it has a lot to say about society even absolutely and Mm -hmm. abby you know she's grinding on gruncho and (laughs) yeah she she's kind of going crazy rubbing her butt into his crotch and she asks him wait do you see that girl over there does she look suspicious to you and he's like, no, not really. Yeah. And Abby says, you know, Gruncho, I need you to go undercover for me if that's okay. I need you to go hit on her. I need you to put the moves on her pick and like do pickup artist stuff on her. Like you can neg her, but then also, you know, tell her you like her shoes or something. And then what I want you to do is I want you to pick her pockets and see if she has too much stuff in them. Because then that would mean that she's picked other people's pockets and she's hiding it all in her pockets. And Gruncho's like, I never have, um, I never picked a pocket before. I don't know how to and do he starts, that. And he winks at her he when winks he at her. says that. Abby's like, it's, Abby's like, just pretend you're feeling her up. And yeah, so Grun- it, like grab her ass or something. Like right. you did earlier to me. So Gruncho, he goes over there and we should say he's not, Exactly. He's not really dressed as Gruncho anymore. He's got, just still has the monocle on. Yeah, and Abby was really pissed about that. She was like, I thought you were going to come dressed as him. And he was like, I can't, legally I can't. Yeah. And um, so Gruncho, he goes over there and he, we see it from afar. We don't really hear them talking or anything, but he goes up to this lady and we see him try to kind of put the moves on her and then out comes the mace Gruncho is blinded. He's holding his eyes and screaming and wailing. And yeah, he's in a lot of pain. Reeling backwards. He trips over the bodies of all the servers. The I shouldn't I mean like yeah, the the body. They're alive, but sort of. And he um trips backwards and Abby kind of she puts her she kind of she kind of puts her head down her hands and like walks away a little bit, you know, like, oh, I wasn't involved with that one. Yeah, no, not me. <laughs> yeah. And then um, she, and then we cut to her peering around a corner and she's looking and she's watching the lady and she's thinking and speaking and she goes, mm, so I guess she's just not into guys. Well, luckily I'm not a guy. I'm a girl. And she hikes her crotchless jeans up and she goes, <laughs> very sexy, very sexy one at that. Um, 
and we cut to she starts to walk towards um that's so funny you did that almost as good as i did it in the show do you want to do you want to let's play the clip and let's we can compare how i did it to the clip okay oh she's just not into guys oh luckily i'm not a guy i'm a girl and a very sexy one at that so Abby starts to walk over to the Actually, lady. Actually, she starts crawling over. She on starts her hands crawling and knees. over like Shakira. Yeah. Um, we actually the what's that video? She Wolf. Sure. With Shakira, where she's on the, she's being a she wolf and everything. Yeah. Um, she took those moves from you. Yes, and it in this episode. Me off. And it pissed me off. Didn't she pay you? No. Okay, so we cut to <laughs> a commercial, commercial for um, orange juice. Um, <laughs> From the orange juice lobby. Right. We did a... we Orange uh, Farmers Association of Florida. Piper and I, we made a commercial for um, orange juice where we showed these farmers juicing the oranges. And so they're juicing the orange into a... Um, two buckets and then they're putting all the pulp in the other bucket and then it sh- and it it says uh want to see how your juice is made and then it shows them take all the it shows the farmers drinking all the juice from the bucket with the juice in it and then yeah. they take the pulp from the bucket with the pulp in it and they cram it using like their little dirty fingers pushing the pulp into the carton uh cramming yep. it in there you know um yeah saying oh this is so tight and cramming it in there, and then they're all spitting into it, and then they put the cap on it, and then it shows it getting on a truck and go to the shelf in the store. And we yeah. said, basically, the orange lobby of Florida, we are like, um, we put this commercial on the air if you don't pay us. Yeah, and they... Didn't pay us. <laughs> they, did, <laughs> they did not pay, they did not pay so us. So we put it on the air. <laughs> so then we come back to... What, I mean, I'm like a little even embarrassed to say this, but uh, I guess more are coming, so I might as well say it now. This is my first big sex scene in the show. Yep. Where I have sex with somebody else. I've had sex with myself multiple times on the show by now, but this is the first time. To booties are clapping. There's, There's booties clapping. There is like scissoring there's it's like every it's like very authentic scene um the booties clapping against each other the scissoring and just big time kind of like um uh pulling each other's hair you and this lady you know abby and this lady just kind of pulling each other's hair back and forth spitting into each other's mouths back and forth back and forth forever yeah Um, kind of forever and kind of doing foot stuff too sort of playing the feet with each other like footsie footsie a lot of footsie um and the woman who played carol is actually still a close friend of mine uh today um oh yeah we hadn't said the this character's name is carol um I don't oh, think we yes. said, but yeah. So yeah, yeah. The actress who played her, you guys are still. If you didn't know before, now you do because uh, close, Abby right? keeps yelling, yelling, yelling. Carol, Carol, Carol. 
So she's a good friend. And it's kind of amazing <laughs> to me how, you know, it's kind of not amazing to me that that's the case because um, some of those connections that you make like on a, like sometimes when you're acting out a sex scene, you know, that can even be more real than yes. real than real sex. Yes, you know? I agree. I agree. Um, it's very intimate. And yeah, my boyfriend at the time got really mad at me for doing this. And I was like, okay. He so. forbid you from doing more of them, right? He said you could only have sex scenes with guys, no sex scenes with girls. Right. Um, so, but I mean, that and makes we all sense. know how that ended. Yeah. Page you know, six most of all. Right. Yeah. Six feet under is where he is. Yeah. Um, and I had nothing to do with it. Exactly. Uh, I still maintain that. So, so we're fucking and fucking and scissoring and spitting. Just this and incredible kind of emotional honesty and truth that's happening between the two of you. <laughs> and, um, Carol is being very, you know, Carol is really kind of like, you know, Abby, turn me this way, face me right there, you know, like right at that lamp, you know, or like, you know, like, oh, sp like spread me ego up at the ceiling, you know, or like kind of um, bend me over in front of this, uh, that um, dresser, dresser, like, so that my booty is copping in front of that dresser drawer. It's very <laughs> yeah. directive and kind of, she's very hamming it up and, um, yeah, she keeps smiling at the at she's the smiling dresser. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's uh, there's moaning, there's wailing, and all that. But there's there's, there's a lot of, of smiling. smiling. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so then we kind of after thirty or forty minutes or so, we cut to <laughs> pillow talk. Between Where they're both wrapped up in the sheets together. Sheets, sort of yes, pulled up covering over their just their um, covering the like from Covering the booby down boobs. to the tummy <laughs> to the bush. Yeah. yeah. Um, smoking from cigarettes, boob to bush, smoking cigarettes. And Abby kind of rolls over to Carol and she thinks she's being so slick. She thinks she's kind of going to get some answers from this woman. And she says, I just noticed you have all this merch and, you were doing mad bottle service in the club and I just got to ask, and I know it's rude, but how did you get all of this money? Well, it, and that's such a sort of classic, you know, Abby thing, you know, um, Abby is born very rich. She's the daughter of the governor and she's always in a kind of a proverbial dick measuring contest with other women who she perceives to be rich. You know, she really, she doesn't like to feel threatened or to feel like people oh, no have way. more than her. Right. Um, but in this case, she also thinks she's a criminal. And the lady says, you know, like, don't you know who the fuck I am? We went to high school together. Right. They both they both went to um this private this uh ever Governor Ever Richard's private high school. Governor Richard's private high school. It's in the Everglades, um <laughs> up like very high, like kind of private um kind of mountaintop uh school. 
and um, Carol Doogie Jr., you know, <laughs> is this woman. She pulls out their, her yearbook and she shows Abby the yearbook and she goes, this is me, Carol Doogie Jr. Like we were, had our lockers next to each other. Don't you remember? We always thought it was so funny that our school didn't do alphabetic lockers because ours was next to each other, but our last names is not similar. Um, and they kind of, she, Abby doesn't believe her and Carol shows her her driver's license. Her, It's for sure. Her name's Carol Doogie Jr. And then Carol shows her the portraits up on the wall, which has got the whole Doogie family in the hotel room up on the wall. There's portraits <laughs> of them like it's North Korea or something. And she goes, that's me. Don't you recognize me? It looks exactly like who I am being in front of you in person now. And Abby kind of goes, okay, whatever. Yeah. And she, and picks up, she picks up Carol's Doogie World shirt, the triple XL shirt she was wearing earlier. She picks it up she off has the a ground. Big picture of Carol on it. <laughs> yeah. You can buy merch of the family at the Doogie World yeah. shop. Yeah. And so she puts that on and she sleeps in it and she goes, and we cut to her waking up and there's blood everywhere blood everywhere blood. on the walls on the floors on the sheets on the side tables in the bathroom scrawled in pentagrams all around the room there is candles there's a circle of candles is burning in the or um it's actually the smoke alarm is going off it's beep beep beep, beep that's beep, what had beep, woken beep, beep. abby up yep. and she smoke alarms burning there's smoke billowing in abby goes towards the smoke and she <laughs> finds um this uh ring of candles is in the bathroom in the bathtub it's around the bath it's a big bathtub yeah. it's a very huge big, bathtub huge bathtub there's a whole Jacuzzi ring of tub. candles around it and carol's body is in it and it's got a big um pentagram carved up on it yep and there's a blood and fluids on the mirror that says um hail satan it says hail satan it says hail hail satan abby looks at it and she's confused because um it actually says to her to you when you were filming it it says natas lia and you were i remember when we were filming this you were like what the fuck is that um, what does that say? I thought it was supposed to say Hail Satan, but we had to film, because we were filming it and it's on a mirror, we had to write it back. We thought we had to write it backwards. Yeah. Right? We had a and big argument. And it turns argument. out when you film something, you don't have to put it in the mirror image because- You don't it, have to put it in mirror image. <laughs> no, it just kind of films things as they are. It does not flip them. So we had to fix it in post access. to make it yeah, go- Yeah, we had to fix it in post. The right way. Hail Satan. And then I hated how my face looked. Because you were looking at scene mirror or whatever. Well, because of the because we had to fix it in post. And we oh, because it reversed you. Very weird. Very of, weird. Yeah. yeah, we just flipped the yeah. whole thing. We didn't just do the mirror. We just flipped the whole scene. So all yeah, the other text, the whole scene. all the other text just, just ended up being backwards. In yeah. There was because there's all this text from all the products on the bathroom uh, <laughs> shelves. Yeah, the mailing you know? gets right. Yeah. We had uh, anajarutin for the um, for the oil free acne skin wash. You know anajarutin. Uh-huh. 
um or uh-huh. whatever you know um ru- yeah or- the backwards of neutrogena orda in anija orda in um and we cut to commercials and then we're done and with those. And there was those. another one for orange juice where we said this is how the juice is made. And it's a <laughs> shot for one. shot reenactment of the scene from Call Me By Your Name where Timmy Chalamet fucks the peach. But it's a farmer fucking an orange. <laughs> yeah. And then another farmer comes in and threatens to eat it. And yeah. Yeah. And it was <laughs> funny thing was about that was we had actually originally made that commercial for farmers only. And um we, we didn't tried really have to, to do much to change it. We didn't have to do anything. We used that commercial a bunch of times. We used that for <laughs> the farmer all fucking kinds the orange stuff. commercial. Kind of is has its own fandom uh, that overlaps quite a bit with our show. So Abby is on the phone with Cal when we come back from commercial. Yep. So I give my buddy Cal a call and I say, "It looks like I murdered someone, but I swear to God, I didn't do it." We really didn't sort of try to, um, the network would always kind of tell us we didn't have to be so direct with the dialogue. Um, And we we said the audiences are stupid. Yeah, they watch this stuff with one eye open, gripping their pillow tight. If we're lucky. Cal is like, sit tight, he'll send a guy. Um, so Abby's like, you send a guy like, what are, what are you talking? What are you? I'm not mo- trying to have any more sex. Yeah. Well, it's not that kind of guy. It's, um, <laughs> this other type of guy who shows up and he's, um, he's basically this kind of, uh, fixer, you know, um, he comes in, he goes, um, you know, uh, I'm El- he goes, you call for El Lobo, you get El Lobo. You got El Lobo. El Lobo is here. Have no fear. I'm going to solve all your problems, pretty baby. Um, and uh, he goes, all right, so what kind of a, um, situ- what kind of a situation are we in here? Uh, what kind he of comes situation? In- he, looks, he says it a few different ways. <laughs> yeah. And he looks around. Um, and this is one of these guys. You'd rec- he's been in Scorsese movies and stuff like that. And... Um, He's, uh, we hired a guy who was an extra in a bunch of Scorsese movies to do it. And he's walking around the hotel room. He's looking around and he's go, Oh me, oh my, Hachi Machi, you're fucked six ways from Sunday, little girly. He goes, here's what you're going to do. You last night, you got really drunk. You went and you rode the Doogie Coaster. You passed out on the Doogie Coaster. You were never here. This never happened. You are going to get very drunk. You're going to go to the Doogie Coast. You're going to pass out. They're going to find you. They're going to know that you were there all night. When they get to this hotel room, it's going to be uh, Swiffer Pickard Upward, very clean. Mr. Like, clean. Mr. Clean. That's me. You can call me Mr. Clean. <laughs> she goes call me El Lobo first, but then call me Mr. Clean upon second mention. AK, I'm, I'm AK, he goes, here's who I am. I'm AKA Mr. Clean. And what we're going to do now is we're going to get you drunk. You got any liquor? Um, they open up the mini bar. And <laughs> drink Abby's, all the liquor in it. They drink all the liquor in it. Abby, he tr- he tells them, you know, Abby, he doesn't want to drink. El Lobo, he goes, I've been clean and sober uh, 20 years. Abby goes, um, I can't drink alone. <laughs> Abby goes, I, I can't drink alone. I, I can't drink alone. Can't. It and makes I've, me uh, sick. I get PTSD from what had happened last night. <laughs> he goes, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> that's not a thing um so anyway he he goes okay i guess this one time it wouldn't hurt 
So El Lobo, he drinks with her. Um, Abby, we Abby gets really crossfaded, and and Cal, goes to the coaster. Yeah. It's, oh, this this whole thing happened in like uh, dawn's early light. Yes. Right. The park's not open yet. Yeah. Right. Cal, we we open again to Abby being woken up. This time it's by uh, Cal's looming form is over her. You know, he's shaking mm-hmm. her. Wake up! Wake up! Shake it and bake it. It's morning time. Um, Slapping her across the face. Yeah. yeah. Splashing more liquor on her face. Yep. Um, he goes. Uh, this park security is going to be in any moment. You know, um, they park security, they kind of swaddle up and they chase Cal and Abby, you know, they're like, Hey, you can't sleep on the rides. You got to get the hell out of here. You're kicked out of the, uh, you're kicked out of the park forever, forever. Abby and Cal, they start skedaddling and Abby is like to Cal, like as they're skedaddling across the park, Abby is to Cal. She's like, where were you? You're so late. You know, you were supposed to be here an hour ago. According to El Lobo. Wait, I think we actually have this clip. We do. <sighs> oh, man. I haven't run this fast in ages. Cal, where were you? You're so late. <sighs> oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I, was, uh, I know I was supposed to get here uh, about an hour <laughs> ago, according to El Lobo, but um, there was a... Uh, there's traffic on the Central Florida Coastway, and then um, also I ran into a guy selling pornos uh, out of his uh, uh, ice cream cart on the way in here at the dipping his Dippin' Dots cart. There was a Dippin' Dots. Cart. I stopped. I wanted to get some Dippin' Dots. Guy oh, was uh, so good. selling a bunch of porno bootleg looking. Look at this. Check this out. Yeah, Hotel Hussies, seventy five. Oh, that yeah. looks good. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, um, Doogie, Doogie, Doogie Dicks seventy five. I got all these different. So it's got two different names. Two DVDs. It's a double DVD oh. set. Oh, and that deal. Made me late. Wait a second. There's Gruncho. So Abby and Cal see Gruncho, and. You know, Gruncho, he locks eyes with Abby and then he runs off. And Abby is like, oh, he must be embarrassed because uh, the other night he was coming in his jeans when we were dancing. And Cal (laughs) Cal is like... He creamed his jeans. He creamed his jeans, you know? And uh, then he got maced by this chick. It was a whole thing. And she's dead now. And Cal is like, um, guilty people run is what my spidey sense is telling me. And, and he's so, like, yeah, he's guilty of creaming his jeans while I was grinding my ass on him. But Cal is not hearing it. He pulls his gun, he starts popping it, and they chase Gruncho across the, the park. So they're chasing up and down and around, the up and over roller coasters and over and around on the sit and spin and everything. And then they get there to, they finally, they think they got him cornered. You know, like, oh, they get in this alleyway and they're like, he had to go in there. That's the only door unless he can fly, uh, which he can't because he's a man, not a myth. <laughs> and they go up and um, it's the security office. So they bang into it and it's like, um, you know, Abby's like, oh, thank God it's the security office. They're already going to have him in custody probably by the time we even get in there. Yeah. Um, well, that's not what had happened. That's not it at all. So there's... 
actually an ambush there by a security guard who kind of tackles Abby to the ground. Yeah. Uh, Gruncho, and- Gruncho goes, uh, I hope you like Gruncho standing there. He says to yeah. Abby, looks up, Gruncho <laughs> goes, standing there. <laughs> Gruncho goes, uh, I hope you like tables, Ms. Richards, because this one's They're turning turnin'. on you. Yeah. And Abby is like, what the fuck does that mean? And uh, the security guard is like, I can't arrest you, but you're under citizen's arrest until a cop can get here uh, for the murder of Carol Do- Doogie Jr., and right. Abby's like, wait a second, what are you talking about? She was never in my room. I was passed out drunk on the roller coaster. She's playing her part so well. Or I guess I'm playing my part so yeah. well. Uh, and uh, they. Gruncho, you know, he twirls his monocle and he's like, you know, how about we take a little field trip? And they do take a field trip to the hotel room, and El Lobo is there. Passed out, passed out drunk off his ass. Yeah, he's drunk off his ass. He is not cleaning the room up at all. Carol's no. body is still The there. body's there. There's, There's still blood, blood every- and piss. It looks worse. Cause he's, girl come El- everywhere. Because El Lobo, he's crapped and pissed his jorts, which is what he was wearing. And- so it kind of fell out the sides <laughs> of the jorts. Yeah. I mean, this place is a nightmare. It's a yeah. waking nightmare. And, um, you know, uh, the security guard, he says to Abby, he's like, are you happy? She's like, no. He's like, what, but are you satisfied? And, um, she's like, uh, no. And he's like, I'm going to hold you until the cops get here. Cal is like, well, technically I'm the cop. So unfortunately, Abby, I gotta be doing this now. And he slaps the cuffs on her. Yeah. And we cut to not a good feeling. No, it's not a good feeling. It was felt good. You know, I didn't feel good doing it when we performed it. I felt. Oh, really I felt bad. good when you did it. I didn't like it. Different reason. You know, I didn't like it. I, you know, because I, because I was living my emotional truth at that point. I felt like I was betraying a friend. Yeah. Know? Um. And that didn't stop me though from filming the next scene. We cutted to commercials and then back to the show. Um, and we open on Abby. She's in a cell. She's uh, got her... She's in a interview room cell. Yeah. And she's... Classic s- kind of cell. Sitting at a table and she's... One swinging light bulb above the table. One swinging light bulb. She's proclaiming her innocence. You know? We're yeah. close on Abby's face, proclaiming yeah, her innocence. she's pleading. She's got a tear rolling down her cheek, and she's saying, you got to believe me. I did not do this. I think we got the clip. Cal, you got to believe me. I did not do this. I did not kill Carol Doogie Jr. I didn't do I it. know you killed her. You Cal. did it. I know you did. You know, I could understand if you did it, Abby. It would make sense. You were, you were angry, a jilted lover, scorned. She betrayed you. She tricked you. She deceived you. She finished first, and then she didn't get you off. I know why you did it. I know why you did it. Come on, say you did it, Abby. Tell me you did it. I know Cal, you did it. I didn't do it. it. This is your partner you're talking to. Did you forget who I am? At this point, I think I've forgotten who I am. 
<laughs> and Cal, he stands up and he, he, uh, he stands up and, um, he goes over to the, uh, wall and he thumps it. He bangs his hands on the wall and he's crying and Abby comes over, uh, behind him and, um, she takes him by his, um, his hips and reaches around to his, you know, takes him by his hips behind him and Cal, he goes, I've waited so long for this. Oh, Abby, I've waited so long for this. And then she reaches up to his chest and she goes, she pulls off a wire. He's wearing a wire on his chest. He's wearing a fucking wire on his chest. And she stomps on it and smashes it. She goes, there's no time for that. Now it's time for the truth. <sighs> Listen, I only went home with Carol because I thought she was stealing. There were all these people that were getting pickpocketed at the park and I couldn't let it go. And I started investigating her and I went home with her that night because I thought I could find out something. And listen, I knew you were wearing a wire and I just don't want anybody else to hear this because I don't know how deep this goes and you could be in trouble too. You probably already are in trouble. You need to be careful. Cal is like, um, he's still, you know, in that moment I remember playing this, you know, I was playing the feeling and the feeling was I was so embarrassed. From oh, I having, was playing the story. I was playing the feeling. I was just trying to say the information as fast as possible. Yeah. And I was basically like, you know, I pretty much never used the scripts that we wrote. And um, so I was just playing the feeling like, okay, I'm feeling embarrassed that I had just said to, that I had just thought that Abby was, I was feeling embarrassment because I thought Abby was coming on to me. I'm right. feeling shame because I was betraying my closest oldest friend and maybe mm -hmm. my sister if that's what she is shame because i <laughs> wanted to fuck her and she might be my sister and stuff like that and yeah. i was basically like kind of fight or flight mode at that point you know right and cal right. is cal is very much a kind of when he's not fight he's flight that's so, so true he's, <laughs> he's like you know i don't know i think you're gonna be in here forever it was nice knowing you bye and he leaves um, <laughs> he, he just like walks back out into the clink. Yeah. Um, so we cut to Cal. He's so depressed, you know, he can't say, he couldn't save Abby. You know, he's muttering to himself on his way out to his, um, police Jeep. He's, you know, I couldn't save her, couldn't save her, couldn't save her. He goes in his police Jeep. He's got a little portable, uh, DVD player, you know, and he's like, um, fires up some of his pornos. You know, he fires up Hotel Hussy 75, um, Dildo Dicks 75, and... Doogie World Dicks. Doogie, Doogie Dicks. And, um... Do you call it Dildo Dicks? Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> he's too sad to, uh... Too sad to jack off. So he's just pretty much watching it, you know? And yeah. he's like, uh... He's, he's watching it kind of, kind of, um... Crying, you know? And this family walks by with, you know, this picture-perfect family, you know, and um, it's actually the guy that got uh, pickpocketed at the opening. You yes. Know, with his family. He's all um, freaking fried. His hair's all fried. He got tased so much. And um, his kid is like, they're walking by, you know, and the the mommy, the, mo <laughs> the mommy is... The mommy, oh, yeah. She's, she's scowling and shaking her head because she's... Cause, 
because Cal's watching porno with his windows rolled down mm-hmm. in the parking lot. And the dad is, he's kind of looking, you know, he's looking at it real close and the mom is scolding him, you know, like she's like, you know, uh, she's like, Glenn, you know, and she's smacking him. And yeah. um, the, yeah. the little kid, he's looking and he's like, daddy, daddy, isn't that our hotel room? Yeah. And Cal's spidey senses go up. Yes. And he looks at the porno like as if he's seeing it for the first time. And he's like, wait a minute. And he pauses it on this butt munching scene. And he looks in really close. You know, he's zooming in. And he um, sees on the sheets a bunch of stylized letter D's. D's for Doogie World. Yep. Well... We and cut then he says, to, okay, well, I got to finish jacking off first. Yeah, and I have to start as well. Yeah, because I'm, yeah now because, I'm excited. Exactly. Now I'm excited. <laughs> so um, it's actually kind of lucky. Security walks I'm by. I'm excited because I figured it out. So I'm going to jack off really quick. And then so, I'm going to go in there and solve this mystery. Right. And just then some security guys walk by. They pretty much citizens arrest Cal for jerking <laughs> off in front of a family and they haul him into their back into their security office and they are saying they're going to um you know pretty much drag him through the Doogie World um downtown Doogie downtown World town square, town square yeah that night and he says oh no you're not because I know a little something about you guys yep. I know what you got what kind of racket you going got going on here they have pinhole cameras in all the rooms. They've been recording everybody. And he says, I'm going to blow this thing uh, wide open. And the the, secu- the head of security, he's this big mustache guy. He goes, my friend, those cameras are there for uh, the safety of our uh, Doogie World, esteemed Doogie World guests. Uh, and uh, for my personal spank bank. <laughs> you know, yeah, this guy sounded straight up like he was from Chicago. By the for way, my personal spank bank. Cal's like, uh, that's not legal. This is like last I checked. This is America. You can't put and in a, it says in the Constitution you can't put pinhole cameras in a hotel room and s- spank off to it. And the security guard says that's where you're wrong. You're technically not in the United States anymore. You're at Doogie World. It's in, a national, it's in a national waters. He's slipping sort of into a Jersey thing. <laughs> and, um, you know, Cal, going all over the place. Cal asks if he can um, see the... He goes, all right, let's, you know, mano a mano. Can I watch some of the footage, capiche? And the guy goes... Um, <laughs> The guy goes, oh, I don't think I could let you watch the footage. I don't think I could do that. Um, so Cal goes, all right, well, bygones be bygones. He... Um, <laughs> but he has an sticks idea. A, yeah, he takes a um, his leather girl and he uh, knifes the guy in the gut and he runs for it. He <laughs> runs to the, uh, to, you know, the guy, the guy, he goes like... Uh, Oi, Jiminy Cricket, I've been stabbed. Um, yeah. And Cal, he hightails it 
off to the uh, the DVD vendor at the Dippin' Dots Emporium. And he, he buys what? The, the entire supply of porno DVDs. Forkin's supply. Yes. We get a time lapse. It's a month passes of it's sped like a up time lapse sh- of a like a a plant night sky growing Nights, out of the ground or know, night sky stars going around people but it's coming Cal to and from parking lot. Cal is out in his bloodshot uh, eyes in front of he's the out screen. in his jeep just sitting in his police jeep with his little portable DVD player. He's running the car to power the DVD player <laughs> and then he's siphoning gas. Well, he watches all these pornos and he's watching porno after porno after porno. He's siphoning gas from other cars in the parking lot to keep powering his Jeep. He's not um, eating anything. He's getting um, skinnier and skinnier and skinnier, which is sort of um, kind of a whole thing with like, at the time, I had thought that they were going to, um, we had had, what's it, we had had Christian Bale on. Yes. And he had said they were thinking about doing a machinist too. <laughs> and I thought maybe they would cast me as like his brother. Yeah, and, and you're laughing at this because now it seems quite ridiculous. It seems a little that. bit of it seems a little absurd. Because <laughs> he didn't say and there people was asked, be... they said why why did Kent get so skinny for this? No. Like he didn't really yeah. need to. Cal could have eaten or whatever. And uh I thought that they were egg okay, on your I, face. <laughs> I thought they were going to make Machinist two, and I thought they might cast me as Christian Bale's brother. It's egg on my face because when they ended up making it, they cast a very fat guy to be his brother because they had thin guy, fat guy thing going on. Yeah, I should they have, cast I fat should bastard from Austin Powers. They casted fat bastard, and um, finally and they kind Cal, of made it into a buddy comedy sort of thing. Cal finally he sees the footage clean as day of Gruncho killing Carol. Porno turns snuff film. He's about to die pretty much of hunger and he's like, gotcha. And then he goes and gets a bag of Doritos. So we have one final epilogue. epilogue. Yeah, and hit it's a, Cal and with Abby. This beautiful it's epilogue, you and Abby. me, just the way it was always meant to be, just us two. Mm-hmm. Um, they, anytime it takes another, two to make a thing go right. Anytime there's somebody else in a scene or in the show at all, usually they had to fight to be there. The network fought us to put them in there because we thought the show should just be the two of us. That's and why every scene that only has Cal and Abby, you would we use that needle drop because we only had to pay for the rights for it once. Uh-huh. So any scene where there's not another person besides Cal and Abby, it starts. It you'll we'll see Cal and Abby sort of. We get a little bit of a line of dialogue. Um, Back and forth. Like, let's give an example. Uh, let's give an example right now. All right. It's, it's from this clip. All right. Gee, money. Crippets. <laughs> you think that a pickpocketing ring is the last thing you would do for a crime if you was a bunch of mascots wearing big costumes with a big fuzzy hands? <laughs> yeah. But oh, imagine what those mascots could do with their hands if they were wearing those big fuzzy gloves. <laughs> oh, hachi, oh, hachi. Yeah, yeah. It's too bad that Gruncho and literally all the rest of them got away while we, I was uh, watching all those pornos for a month. Yeah, it's too bad it they all got away. It takes two to make a thing go right. It takes yeah. two to make it out of sight. <laughs> kind of a flawless needle drop. And well, we well, we, well, <laughs> we, perfect, we paid we paid for rights to the um to the <laughs> score. We paid for rights to the music and the lyrics, but not the recording. 
So we had to record one of us singing it, and we chose every time. you because every you sounded time. better. It takes two to make a thing go right. <laughs> it takes two to make it out of sight. So that was that scene, but there's kind of an epilogue to the epilogue, isn't there? Okay. Um, we walk in choppy the waves, a go fast boat. Yes. Skimming across choppy water. Uh, it's nighttime. There's digital glow of the um, of the the lights out over the blue waters of the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. Um, linen shirts open. Uh, s- flowing locks. Sunglasses at night. Um, beautiful people on a speedboat <laughs> headed where towards Bermuda. Who is the people? You tell me. It's Gruncho and all the other mascots who are running the pickpocketing ring at Doogie World. They got yeah. away in the amount of time it took Cal to figure mm-hmm. out all this and solve the crime. Yeah, they're wearing and big they're on their way to open Bermuda. linen shirts over their mascot uh, costumes. <laughs> yes, they're fuzzy that was, chest um, showing. That was the end. And you know what I loved about this was it's another one of these. It's kind of like the uh, the giggler, mm-hmm. where you know we got with Gruncho such an iconic villain. I mean, oh, we were getting yeah. phone calls during the episode while it was on the air. Gruncho, Gruncho, Gruncho. People calling in, just screaming. You could actually hear it even if you didn't. It was, the phone call we got was from the, some buddy, uh, it was a guy, it was a curmudgeon. He wanted us to take it off the air because there was all these people out in all the other houses and out in the street screaming Gruncho. He holds the phone up to his window. He goes, you hear that? I can't sleep. Take this off the air. And we realized then that we had a hit on our hands. And yeah. we, um, I think we knew before that even happened, but yeah, you know, it's nice oh, but to in see our, it. In our original ending, you know, we had Cal mowing down all of the Gruncho and the other mascots with a machine gun at the uh-huh. end of it. And when we got that phone call, we went, you know what? Not only is this episode a hit, I think we got a franchise on our yeah. hands. We got to yeah. film another. We got to film another ending before the episode's over. Yep. You know, so we mocked up a miniature in your bathtub with a little mini speedboat. You know, and we were making the ch- the the choppy. W- I sat in the water and splashed and I, like a, I ate went, a bunch of yay, cabbage and I fart, fart, fart. Yeah, <laughs> stir the water up. <laughs> yeah you insisted I was like you can just move it with your hands and you're like no I want to fart like, no, it's gotta be real yeah it's gotta it's be gotta real be, yeah so that was the episode great app loved it love Doogie World wish I could spend my entire life there but unfortunately I'm here this, in 2023 on planet earth so um so uh I hear Piper that you got a little segment cooked up for us today um we're gonna yep. do a little segment uh uh, the Smiley's place in Florida. Um, oh, that I could go back. Um, but instead, I'm in the um, what's been the saddest place in Toronto has turned into the Smiley's place in Toronto because I really loved revisiting this episode. Oh, so did I. Yeah. And, you know, the fun's not over because my secret segment that I've cooked up is quite an easy one and also quite a fun one. It takes us back into Doogie World. So we talked quite a bit about, Kent, how you and I did a lot of world building for this one. A lot of 
uh, you know, creation of new places and things and characters in order to really sell the idea of Doogie World. And we really fell in love with Doogie World. We're both fans, big fans of Doogie World. So yeah, I want to die there. Uh, yeah. And I, we both have made plans to together. So I guess my question for you and your answer cannot be Mm -hmm. Gruncho, but if you were to be any of the mascot characters at Doogie World, which one would you want to be? Oh boy. If I could be any of the, um, mascot characters at Doogie World. Oh, that's tough because, um, there's they all so have many, such different sets of values. Yeah, I think. there's so many different ones to uh, choose from. You yeah, know, there's about 25. Obviously, you got, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And i happy to list all of them. Um, <laughs> if you want, you know, obviously we've got, uh, we got Porker, we got Moogie, we've got Thumpkins, Blorty, we've Thonk. got Thonk, we've got Fronk. We have um, Tonk and Bonk. Um, we have um, Fizzlekins and What's It. Um, that's the first ten. Um, obviously, we have the uh, the Schmucker Brothers. We have the Schmucker Sisters. We have um, Wunch. Wunch and Wunch Junior. We have Mrs. Wunch, mm-hmm. and we have the. Presto guy. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, there's the Presto guy, you know, uh, and he's a hot top contender for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have... Mm, Snake we Girl. Ha- Snake Girl. We have Mr. Mister Caballero. We've got... Um, we ha- and then, and then, oh, and then, of course... Uh, and then, of course, who could forget um, the rutabagel? And, and we the, also yeah. have the tummy ache. Ache, tummy acre. <laughs> that's yeah. twenty. That's twenty of them. Um, we have Mean Mike. We've got Nice Nancy. Nice Nancy. These are this is going are back the into the classics, the original yeah. flop. Because the first <laughs> ones they, they did five original characters who, who flopped. were total flops. Yeah, there was there was Mean Mike, Nice Nancy, Nice Nancy. There was Little Hitler, and <laughs> there Glenn. was Green Glenn, and there was El Jesus. <laughs> so you had Mean Mike, Nice Nancy, Little Hitler, Green Glenn, and El Jesus were the original. They call them the Doogie Five. Um, and the Doogie five was the original Doogie world was in Berlin. It was in Berlin. It was founded in like, I want to say 1946 and, (laughs) um, and it was, uh, by, by, um, IBM. IBM. Yeah. Yeah, It was IBM founded the original Doogie world in Berlin in 1946. Yeah. And, um, just basically as kind of a way to like, they had all this, like money and they needed to sort of, it was like, clean it it up. They needed to clean it up, you know? Yeah. So they put it into the original Doogie world. Um, but eventually there was a whole kind of Geneva thing about whether that was cool. And they they decided it wasn't, they decided it wasn't. And so, but they liked the idea of Doogie world in general. They said it's an interesting concept. Yeah. They said it's an interesting concept, but we, 
need to figure out some things. We need to make some Yeah, but they were like, we don't like these characters, you yeah. know? Um, and, uh, and particularly, I think they had a little Hitler was very big. They had a big problem with that. Yeah. He was nine feet and 36 inches tall. And, and they said um, nine to that. They said nine to that. And then you get the rest of the story. So right. for me, I suppose I would probably choose um, on uh, the one, I would probably choose Wunch uh, Jr. Okay. Was there a, is there a Wunch Jr.? <laughs> there was, yeah, there was. Yeah, There's, there if is. If I could, what is it? If I could be one of them, if I could have sex with them, what was the question? Just be the mascot. Yeah, what I would be. What mascot would you be? Yeah, I would probably be Wunch Jr. because um, I like his gingham shirt and his later hosen. I think are very, um, <laughs> cool. Are very they're cool. Striking. He's got a cool gingham shirt. He's got the later hosen. Yeah, he's cool. got those um big. He's got the big knee high rain boots, and he's got and I like his guns. You know, he, he's got the gingham shirt, yeah. the later hosen. The knee high rain boots, and then he has the the dual Derringer pistols. Yes, that's um, fun. That he smokes weed out of. <laughs> yeah, that's great. It's a really yeah, good and answer. He's got a, and he has a cool mohawk. Yeah. I like his mohawk. You know, yeah. sue sue me, yeah. sue me. You know, he's got a mohawk that goes from his balls to his butthole. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cool. Wait, over or under? Over. Ah! <laughs> That's awesome. That's a good answer. Yeah. He wears the gingham shirt open. Yeah. Oh, we know. Everybody knows. Open at the front <laughs> and open at the back. It's cut down the middle. Just kind of a set of sleeves. <laughs> it's two sleeves. <laughs> and the later hosen are crotchless and buttless, <laughs> assless. He carries the later hosen in his hands. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Well, as you could probably guess, I got kind of sneaky with my answer here. Um, so technically, I guess this character isn't in the the franchise. Um, they don't appear in any of like the media or content or anything, but they are the mayor of... Um, Doogie World downtown town square. So I would have to go with Blumpo. Yep. Yep. Blumpo. I, I just like the idea of the big costume. It seems like it'd be kind of like being in the womb a little bit, very warm in there and very cozy, um, yeah. kind of feeling squished into there. Uh, yeah. 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 For those of you who've never seen it because you don't really see Blumpo too often. Not in the media, but um, you see him at the park. If you go to the park, you see him at the park. It's a big, and he's all over the park cause he's the mayor. Yeah, it's a giant pregnant woman, 20 feet tall, <laughs> and she's got a translucent, transparent womb, and there's this little curled up um, pot, baby belly, pot belly baby yeah. inside of it that looks like the Monopoly Man. Yep. Um, nude Monopoly Man. Yeah. And he makes all the laws, and... Um, he kind of mostly only says, uh, feed me, feed me, me. hungry, me and hungry. And every, that's true. Every I am day too. when you're in the park, every, uh, the feed me's, they get louder and louder throughout the day. 
until, until every the, until the delinquent parade when they drag everybody through the town, town square who's been shackled because they can't pay for their debts and yep. then they're all getting fed to blumpo exactly and like we thought about doing a whole side episode about how the guy in this episode um christian bale how his character got away you know um and maybe we'll still maybe we'll still uh do that sometime um yeah i think we, we filmed it but we didn't we didn't release it yeah but um, it, it was too scary Okay, well, that has been this week's episode of Crime Watchers. Crime yes. Watchers is an unauthorized, uncensored recap podcast for the biggest television show of the 2000s, Crime Stoppers Miami. I'm Kent Montagna. And I'm Piper Beckett. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you uh, like the podcast by Subscribe clicking, to it, even. Clicking the review stars. Subscribe to it. Tell a friend. If you don't have a friend, find a guy. Tell a foe. Tell, a foe. Uh, tell Willem Dafoe. Bye. Yeah. to get down. I'm not internationally known, but I'm known to rock the mic.